It was epic. It was so much thunder and lightning. And we real I realized, well, me and the people on Twitter, because I immediately logged into Twitter and Googled Thunder LA. Of course, everyone was up and tweeting. It was probably like 1 a.m. Um, but uh, people on the East Coast in LA don't know to count Mississippi between the thunder and the lightning to see how, how close the storm is. Yeah, we do. Oh. And then flashes of lightning that almost look like purple. Happy lightning. We hate heat lightning, but lightning with rain is fine. I watched a David Hasselhoff music video this morning. Is this what you get up early to do? Yeah, I got a five and <laughs> watched David Hasselhoff videos. Like back in the day with the Baywatch shorts? or That's wild because I was just reading an article about Pamela Anderson, who I guess lives way out in the woods in Canada and doing like cam girl stuff. You need Pamela Anderson on the cam girl? Uh, yeah. Well, she, she's 50-something, but she's still got it. <laughs> <laughs> the implants haven't, haven't exploded yet. They don't age. We can't even exist unless we're willing to go down into the dust and blood and fight a battle every day of our lives to preserve it. For our neighbor as well as ourselves. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Los Angeles, ma'am. Live from the City of Roses. Maybe this is a good time for a little break. This is LAAF. And you listening at home on your radio boxes. With Grace Faye. Grace. Instant gratification takes too long. Grace! If you like high adventure, come with me. And. Major player, Boyle. Jimmy McCammon. He's an enigma. A mystery wrapped in a riddle. He's an idiot. One and a half million in Los Angeles. If you like the stealth of intrigue, come with me. Your parents didn't want this for you. This? This is irrelevant, Your Honor. Is L-A-A-F. It's going to be a massive production. They're making fun. Come on, it's embarrassing. Three, two, one, blast off! All right, here we go across the sky. It's up. Christmas is over. Forget about it. LAAF podcast. That's Grace, the popular one over there, the pretty one, the one with all the talent. And I'm Jimmy, the other one. Uh, it's Monday, the 28th of December, 2020. And we're almost just three days away, four days away from the new year. Oh, yeah. Yay. Finally, a real party. Everyone's invited over to the place. I'll give the dress out later. Uh, you yeah, know, come we're looking on at over. packing 200 people in in a close and close and closed space it's a one bedroom apartment um <laughs> uh but <laughs> just cough all over each other <laughs> just kidding um but we are going to be uh broadcasting live from our living room because we have nothing better to do we both were supposed to get these great awesome new year's gigs i uh, disagree pay- we oh uh, uh, we we could have uh, done many different things on this New Year's Eve. This, I think, is the best thing we could have done. Well, sure. I mean, we aren't going to get paid anything, we and we're going to spend hours setting up gear and, in our living room <laughs> and wine cables. And the two people who are part of the LAAF podcast page. No, I'm just kidding. There's like three or four hundred of you now, which is awesome. Um, you can hang out with us, and we're going to do uh some. What is it, Jimmy? I'm karaoke. Gonna- you're going to sing. Yeah, big karaoke party. Jimmy's I got several sing. numbers that I do. 
Jimmy's gonna sing, you guys, and I'm gonna wear the sparkly silver dress, and 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 all rules are off because it's not even a good time radio show. It's like who knows what will happen. But I'll sing some songs, and Jimmy will. And oh we'll talk yeah, for a bit. if you want legit mu- musicianship, if you want you know studied uh, singing, you know disciplined, you know uh, jazz, you know go over to the Grace Faye and the Grand Birds page. There, that'll be where you can get the the good stuff. You know we had the Christmas show. You got your shows up there where you do the you know the old stuff the standards the 20s that's through on the, the 40s Grace Bay official facebook page yes that's the bag of the grand birds and that's what they do and over here what we're going to do is sing badly drink smoke marijuana and other stuff but so yeah that'll you... be on the laaf page podcast yeah. page on facebook uh live yeah and um it'll be fun so happy almost new year it is monday the 28th and uh I have some stuff to talk about. Okay, uh, go ahead. First off, go Trump. Yeah. What? what? Go Trump. Because he <laughs> finally signed the work that all that Congress and everyone had already done. <laughs> finally, after well, he losing kinda... us a week of extra unemployment payment and making everyone extremely nervous by going to his golf resort and not signing until Sunday and tweeting that he wasn't going to sign actually in the fact, big stimulus package that just passed guys. That's right. Yeah. And actually, in fact, the Democrats, I think did a good, good job on this one. They did exactly what I was talking about, which is call his fucking bluff. He's sitting there trying to get a good reputation going out of office so he can have a big career afterwards by getting right. everybody more money, which is and what the Democrats wanted all along. 2000 instead of 600 one time payment. But and and so, but they finally came back and said, "Okay, here's your two thousand dollars." So supposedly, you know, I'll believe it when I see it, as usual. But supposedly, we'd be getting that two thousand dollar payment. There will be a few weeks where they rejigger all the unemployment stuff, and then we'll be getting the eleven week extension of unemployment. No, it's only a six hundred dollar payment. By violence, if necessary. Okay, fine, whatever. Finder. Are you new to your neighborhood? A little scared of those people outside? Are you afraid to accidentally hire a plumber or gardener whose political views differ from yours? You don't have to. Use Ally Finder. www.allyfinder.com from libertarian gynecologists to Republican landscapers to socialist bicycle repair shops, Ally Finder has you covered. Start discriminating today. Never again be forced to interact with anyone who holds slightly different political views than you. You don't have to. You don't have to. Just go to www.allyfinder.com and start start discriminating discriminating today. today. Ally Finder. I have a bit of news for you. If you like blood and thunder, come with me. Live from the LAAF Podcast Studios, this is Breaking News. Breaking News. Breaking News. The stimulus is here, but there are some big caveats. Yeah, it never raised to 2000. Okay. I'm looking at CNBC and the New York Times updated as of 11 a.m. Eastern Time this morning. So the original bill as it stands from Congress was passed. That means citizens will receive a $600 one-time payment and 10 weeks of added additional unemployment of $300 a week. The one-time payment still being at $600, you're saying? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I, I'm always right, Jimmy. I understand. I mean, you know, hey. I read the New York Times. I'm, uh, <laughs> MS, right. 
I'm often wrong, Jimmy, but I did read this somewhere, <laughs> and I'm trying to dig it up. <laughs> well, no, he uh, wanted 2000 okay. but it didn't pass. Anyway, guys, it should be um, a pretty... Who knows how long it will take for them to get that money out to us, but... Um, it also contains provisions related to student loans, rental assistance, medical bills. Um, it, it should should be pretty good for, it should help us a lot. It's been a minute. We haven't gotten any payments since, what, September? So yeah. it saved a lot of people who are about to lose their homes and things like that. So I hope we get that money soon. And Yeah, hopefully they send uh, some back payments to people so they're able to take care of their back rent. Somebody, um, somebody compared the six hundred dollars to their actual cost of their back rent that they currently owe, and it mm-hmm. was pretty funny. It was, it was a drop in the bucket. Alex Padilla. It says it will it will provide twenty five billion to be distributed through state and local governments to help renters who've fallen behind. Oh, that's good. But you have to meet several conditions. You your household income cannot exceed more than eighty percent of the area income. And you have to be at risk for being homeless, basically. And you have to qualify for unemployment. But, are, I mean, that's who needs the help. Aren't so. we all at risk for being homeless? We're, <laughs> we're all one home away. Well, not all of us. Most of us are one home away from being homeless. People were chatting last night about, on Twitter, <laughs> my buddies on Twitter, I only check in with Twitter when there's an earthquake or thunder. And then I immediately Google Earthquake LA, and then everybody's got lots of funny memes and things to say, and you feel less alone. Twitter's only good for breaking news. Because the thing with thunder in LA is when you wake up in the middle of the night with a big, loud jolt, you think it's an earthquake at first. And then you're like, wait, no, wait, that's something I remember. It's thunder. But people were talking about all the homeless people that are out there under the rain and the 48-degree weather. Of course, it's nothing like homeless people in New York and Chicago who can actually freeze to death, but... Um, pretty miserable. So keep donating to your food banks and um, yay, money's on the way. More news Alex Padilla is elected to fill Kamala Harris's U.S. Senate seat. Alex Padilla, Democrat, California mm-hmm. Secretary of State. Officially uh, elected. By, yeah, yeah, yeah. In a um, appointed, yeah. Appointed by the governor uh, in a really, really, really jivey phone call. I don't know if you guys have heard this out here, but um, <laughs> they recorded the phone call where. Uh, Newsom asks Padilla to become the 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 seat filler uh-huh. in the Senate, and it is uh, it's real jivey. And there's this one point at which uh, Newsom asks Padilla Padilla about his uh, about his mom who died uh, recently, and then like cuts him off when he's answering. It's really rude, and it's really awkward, and it's really fun to look listen to. I suggest you uh, go Google it up and have yourself some fun making fun of some politicians. But hopefully, Alex Padilla, uh, Badia does a good job. He certainly has an okay track record. Let's see what this dude can do. Oh, yeah. Um, what we know about the Nashville bomber is authorities search for a possible motive Three were injured, 40 buildings damaged. Uh, in uh, uh, The bomber actually died in the Christmas morning. They're saying he lived like a hermit. You know, he's one of these guys. He who was lives, an IT guy. Lives in a shack, mm-hmm. builds bombs, <laughs> looks up, you know, owns a copy, signed copy of the Anarchist's cookbook. 63-year-old Anthony Warner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. And he, you know what song he was playing in the truck. Oh boy! As, along with the warning, oh, downtown, this is... where are the lights are bright? Downtown, oh. on, on repeat, as well as things that were saying there's going to be a bomb or, <laughs> yeah. Oh, was that he was trying what... to clear the area? Yeah, I mean, I actually let me check to see if it was. That'd it was be rigged. interesting. 
It was rigged with explosives, the RV that he was in, and a speaker set to play a warning and a song, Downtown by too, Petula Clark. This is all too close to that episode of Next we watched there. last night. I know. We watched this episode <laughs> where they had a truck bomb to blow up the server that was going to destroy everything. Um, Next is a great, great series. No, but it, actually, he started shedding possessions um, three weeks ago. He retired from one of his IT clients. He told his ex-girlfriend he had cancer and gave her his car. Um, and he signed away his home on the day before Thanksgiving. So he was prepping for this for a while, and this is how he wanted to go out. And, yeah, he destroyed 41 buildings. F you, bomb, guys. We don't need you. She had such grace. Come on, I'm from Connecticut. Well, you know, grace is a tough one. Ladies and gentlemen, the LAAF podcast proudly presents... Grace? Everyone's perfect just the way they are. Uh, It's National Housewife Day today. It's going to shatter the records. She's here to guide you. Just go along and sell out, honey. Wear a cute mask. This is Grace. She's a natural beauty. Is trying... No! uh, To help. You either have grace or you don't. That's my goals, life goals, to be the little old lady in Pasadena. Oh, yeah, they're everywhere. I saw a lady down the street, just two blocks, two houses down, just sitting outside a day after Christmas reading in her little garden. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ethel, Ethel looking like fire in those yoga shorts. Come on. (laughs) No one's wearing yoga shorts. It's cold out. It's in the 40s. Um, last little thing from Twitter, Big Capricorn Energy tweeted last night. I love LA Twitter. We all collectively tweet about earthquakes, rain, thunder, sports, gentrifiers, and how much we hate Garcetti. And fire. Well, people don't even tweet about fires because it's kind of common unless they're posting like videos of it happening. Uh But if there's rain or thunder or or an earthquake, yeah, you you got to go there to check right in. Um, but um, I did want to tell you about a really fun uh, series that I just completely binged called Bridgerton on Netflix. It's trending. Um, it's a Regency romance series that was originally written by Julia Quinn and now has been made into a show with Shonda Rhimes. So what's cool is about this one... Is that a romance one, book? Like, is that the... It's a series of romance books like the ones that I used to read, but set in the Regency period. So it's all Lady Featherington and Lord Huffington. And, but it has the half-naked people about, on the cover looking serious and like he's behind her with his arms around her waist. Sort like. of, but they're not naked. They're in like empire gowns because it's the Regency oh, romance okay. and they're lords and ladies. Okay. And the whole idea is that all the women come out, you know, it's kind of like the deb- original debutante thing where they're, they're, um, they come out to society when they're like 18 and uh, they wear fancy dresses. Anyway, I read a jillion of those books when I was a kid and probably lots of other ladies did too. Yeah. And um So Shonda Rhimes has remade the series, which is kind of epic because she did diverse casting. So colorblind casting. They do address it in one line in the whole series where they talk about how the queen is black and she she married a white king. And so it just is diverse and it doesn't really talk about it, um, which is epic. To me, that's the way that TV should be. But where and when is it set? It's set in Regency England, where that wouldn't necessarily have been true. Regency, you'll have to. When is that? Um, I have to look it up, the 1800, uh, 1813, I think, okay. early 1800s. That's close yeah. enough for me. I'm trying to imagine the, 
the 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 landscape of humanity there. It's great, guys. It's steamy. It's sexy. They have like a, the some of the women are more feminist. Lots of great female roles, diverse roles, as I said. And then the music. They did that on another period too. You ever watch another period? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's like way more comedy slapstick, but also like you know people were people were Latin and well, people, people were always black say yeah exactly. When they really wouldn't have been. Well, but like what, Hollywood. Who gives a shit if it's a comedy anyways? Well, Hollywood by Ryan Murphy. You know, like it wouldn't there wouldn't have been women in power and they wouldn't have been open about homosexuality and had that diversity. But rather than being a drama, which addresses all the prejudice and pain, which we should also have of the actual past, um, since it's a fun, light, romantic show, why not just make it diverse, make it about, you know, they do address homosexuality a little in Bridgerton, you know, and just move everything into the future. It's really important that we see all different kinds of faces represented on the screen. And what's cool is that they're using pop music orchestral versions of pop hits by like Billie Eilish and Ariana Grande. So anyway, it's a good one, guys. It's steamy. It's good. There's these little windows of history, though, where, you know, women and uh, like um, you're, you're talking about early Hollywood and women not having power. And, and that's generally true. You well, know, Mary Pickford did. There, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. There's these weird, like, um, there's these Teddy weird... Teddy Lamar was this brilliant scientist. Yeah, yeah, there's these weird areas where women became producers and or women were the only one or the top of their field. Many editors. Early editing, early film right. editing mm-hmm. was dominated by women because it yeah. was a machine much like a sewing machine. Where you, you know? cut the actual film. So yeah. it was like, it was like, it, it just intuitively everybody was like, well, this is women's work. But all of a sudden they started, you know, making money doing it and of course after it became a male dominated field there was you know they got more money but <laughs> my sister's a film editor yeah absolutely and you she know? started actually cutting it's a great tradition it's one of the cutting more interesting film history digital. nuggets i found out about in that silly school i went to oh yeah oh the la film school yeah yeah Anne balkins is one of them there are a lot of really famous uh, female editors margaret booth uh, there are some um, memorial plaques at some of the studios that celebrate some of those women I was going to talk about, oh, uh, or I was just going to mention the bumpers, you know, coming in and out. Um, I realize they're nine minutes long and uh, we've got a lot of changes coming up in the new year. You know, programming changes, new guests, a whole list of guests that are coming yeah, on the show. Yeah, we sure do. And uh, looking forward to it. He was the kind of man who resented work. He's a narcissistic, egomaniacal, psychopathic man. The town malcontent. You're a very sarcastic man, aren't you? Jimmy is drinking vodka on the toilet. He's either getting trim, looking for trim, or having experimental surgery to stabilize his central nervous system. Oh, look, it's the guy from that thing. He got fat. Here's Jimmy. I did get fat. I'm banning food. No more food. Food is over. But food my is canceled. Friend, there's baklava. There's pecan pie. Yeah, we're gonna burn. There's that. extra ham. Hey, I've got That's some recipes for uh, no, no, leftover no, 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 ham. No food, and also your segment is over. And this is Jimmy time. Thank you. No, but, I know. I'm gonna peep up as soon as I have a but, opportunity. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I just uh, I, uh, uh, look. I got fat. Okay. Um, uh, uh, over the holiday and over the corona. Um, and I'm saying it right here. I'm getting back, baby. I've been saying it the whole time on the podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, the bike's in the shop. Uh, going back to a normal diet, you know. I like hitting that uh, that low carb, and I like hitting that uh, uh, high fat. 
You know what I'm saying? You know, not a lot of sugar. No sugar. No more sugar. No more cake. But pancakes with maple syrup. This is a man who ate a half a pie last night. It was a half of a small pie, but it was a half of a pie, and I ate it. The thing is, the things need to be cleared out, you know? The new year is coming. You eat them. That's how you clear everybody them out. Makes the, everybody makes a new year resolution to be thinner and lose weight, and of course I do too, <laughs> even though it's basic as basic white people bullshit as you can get. You know, I do too, and uh, we got to get. I just got to eat all the candy that's still laying. Today's around. National Chocolate Candy Day, so I advise that. Oh, there's you got, another. You got to get them done. There's another National Everything's Chocolate on sale. Day. There's an. There's well, this another is chocolate candy. <laughs> it's a, every day another reason to to celebrate another food. Um, okay, the other thing I'm mad about is that uh, I I keep singing. You know, touchy-feely, uh, you know, inspirational, pointless, you know, live, love, laugh, memes and pictures and, and content, just general content, your cheap content, you know, and like, and people will share these things with me and, and say, you know, and say, this made me feel, or this had me feeling something, or I, now I'm still crying, you know, and, um, I just want to like reinforce real world shit over that stuff. Those aren't like, I don't consider those to be real feelings, you know, like the internet's only good for jokes, you know, it's only good for just random, very, very shallow bullshit experiences. It's not good for feeling actual feelings. That's of course like it is. Your family or, or, well, or... Well, I mean, Facebook links all kinds of people and there are announcements of birth and announcements of death. And that might that's sometimes the only place that you can leave condolences for someone who's But passed. those are real feelings. I'm saying even if they're contacted through Facebook, you know, like if your friend or family announces a birth or something like that and it makes you feel a feeling, you that's You mean a random real. meme that someone made that yeah, says live, laugh, Yeah, just like love. here's yeah. this puppy looking up at the star. Aww, on the top of the Christmas tree, and where, it made you, me. Can you show me where that the is? Person posted. And I want to see that Still picture. making them. I've been crying all day over this, and like, I well, don't just because you can't cry doesn't I'm, mean other people don't enjoy it. I, cry I enjoy all crying. the time. I cry like <laughs> a, I cry where a man cries in my truck while I'm driving, listening to Bon Jovi. <laughs> hey, it's raining outside right now. It's awesome. It's so exciting. We're taking lots of pictures because this is one of the two days in LA that it rains. Oh, the other time it'll the rain. Love it. The other time it'll rain, it has nothing to do with when I wash my car or any bullshit like that. It's if I put on an outdoor event. You know, <laughs> often in the summertime, springtime, I'll tech, you know, I'll be, I'll, I'll assist with an outdoor play. So you've you know? got the whole the sound system thing. out there. Yes. Well, we realize because it doesn't rain, we're always putting things that shouldn't be rained on outside. Like we have wooden, you know, um, tables and everything on our balcony and shelves and plants that don't want that much water. Like succulents. I had a third thing. Um, it's about stuff doers, things makers. You know, I'm fond of these types. You know, I try to, I aspire to be one. I, I aspire to be someone who can do stuff and make things. And, um, uh, I think oftentimes that personality type is like uh, somebody who ends up competitive. Thank you for coming yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, right. I am so sick and tired what? of your obsession with nipples Dude. and scrotum. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And now. Listen, everybody, I, I want to make 
The LAAF Podcast presents... Today, Junior! Is today even a thing? Well, now, before we get to today being a thing, December 28th, I did want to mention um, that Marilyn Monroe's mother, Gladys Pearl Baker, was a film cutter. She was also a little bit crazy. She had a mental illness, which was why she had to put Marilyn in foster care. But she was working as a film cutter at a Hollywood editing studio. And I've always thought that would be a great movie because she was kind of crazy where Marilyn's just a little girl, but it's the story of Gladys. Uh, 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 There's a great movie someday about either like one of the great you know, early woman film editors or just the industry, that part of the industry at that time. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's epic shit, you know? Okay, go ahead. Uh, oh yeah. I just wanted to like wrap up my point about competition, you know, yeah. like go hard, but you don't need to be competitive to go hard. Kind of, you know, I was thinking about this while snowboarding, like, you know, snowboarding is a thing where it's like, you're not really trying to beat anybody. That's not a race down the hill, but you're trying to like do it better and have better form. Like yoga's like this and stuff, you know? But why are you so scared of competition? I mean, it, on the East Coast, it's a good thing that we're taught from a young age. Like it doesn't, it doesn't mean you're oh, taking you someone else down. You though. Like, I don't you're know. You're just trying to compete. Well, all the sports I did where you compete against your own time. Yeah. Or, or as a team, you compete against another team in their times. Yeah, I'm much more. It's not more... like you're like, punching someone down but also i think that can be healthy like sportsmanship competition within sportsmanship and competition within like an an industry like hollywood is only natural i'm i'm i think that you scared no (laughs) you don't want to be a loser you don't want to come last I think if it comes naturally to you, it is a good thing. You know, if what you want to do is measure yourself against the performance of others or the accomplishments of others, then, you know, then that's that's fine. And that's a good thing. But I don't think it's good for everyone. I don't no, think it's healthy right, it's for not. everyone. And Collaboration is better person, than competition. I think if I, w- if I was that type of person or practice being that type of person, I would be real mean to people. Yeah. You know, and so as part of my like wanting to be into more, wanting to be into the arts, wanting to be into music and crafts and bullshit like that, like don't call crafting bullshit. <laughs> Collage is very well. I'm talking about careers where where you'll never make any money, and your parents always told you to have a backup. These things, <laughs> right, right. Oh yeah, everything it could be I do. Anything from knitting to to digital film editing. You can you have know? a career in anything that you put your mind to. Anyways, today's definitely a fucking thing. Uh, oh yeah, it's a thing. Besides Chocolate Candy Day, it's a National Short Film Day, and oh, so wow, that's go cool. watch. That's our, all we're ever in. Our short film has. <laughs> yeah, I just shot a short film yesterday. Oh my gosh, you acted yesterday. Uh, yeah. yeah. Were you coronavirus safe? Oh yeah, I stayed. What'd at you a, play? A distance, and I socially washed my hands. Um, but like, uh, I was just a crazy alien. Oh, just oh, I see. Uh, so yourself, scientist. Oh guy. okay. Yeah, who got bitten on the nutsack by a no. radioactive toilet spider and Ew. developed a cure for an intergalactic... That's a nightmare. No, it was fun. It was funny. Well, just the idea of a spider. Dude. The lines were real funny, but I they're, they're these guys who I work with a lot... And and like they think I'm a real actor, right? So they'll give me like a page, full page of dialogue, and be like, "You Here's are your a lines. real actor." <laughs> no, no, I mean, you played yeah, Iago. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know. 
But I mean, uh, uh, you know, Iago. it was too much lines, and so too I many had to, lines. I had to peek. We had to do lots of takes. It was a good time. Well, you didn't. You didn't learn them, or they gave you the lines on the day. December thirtieth is National Bacon Day, and I will be celebrating appropriately as bacon is a staple of the. Of I the thought you keto. weren't eating anymore. That's a staple of the keto regime. Oh, sure, I'm sure. You. Uh, go watch our short film though, Jack and Jill TV, Instagram, pretty good. Whatevs. Bitten on the nutsack by a radioactive toilet spider. I wish I were a rich man's dog. And now it's time for Famous Birthdays on LAAF. I didn't even know China was dead. You didn't even say it was National Card Playing Day. Um, you guys I ever play Spit? I mean... Hearts? There's probably another. There's probably a National Poker Day, which I recognize. At least I, Solitaire as an app. I would recognize, but just card playing is like... I love it. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a pastime of the sad, is it not? No, card, card playing, playing is social. It can in be this done with day other and people. Age of technology or... and well, it's I love it. There's something satisfying. It. And tarot cards, which we'll talk about in one of our Patreon episodes, evolved from playing cards. If today is indeed your birthday, I hope that you will feel extra privileged to share it with these your betters. Woodrow Wilson. And Stan Lee. Oh, no, Stan Lee. Yeah, Stan Lee, born today, uh, died in 2018. Uh, what he he's a, what'd he do? He wrote all the comic books that all the gigantic movies are oh, based on Marvel. Now. Oh, shoot. Yeah, okay, he invented Spider-Man. all those characters. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John Legend. Great singer. Yeah, Cute yeah, wife. good singer. I have a couple John Legend albums that I put on when I'm, you know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Denzel Washington. Okay, fine. He's all a right. great actor. Yeah, all right. If you share if you share a birthday with Denzel, feel privileged, I feel t- honored. Sixty six years old, handsome as the Dickens. Okay, Seth Meyers, who I honor because he is the only non-Jimmy late night TV <laughs> show host. They are all named Jimmy, huh? Yeah, they're kind of stealing my shit, and I don't appreciate it because I'd like <laughs> Jimmy the gig. Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel. I mean, I would. I wouldn't be good at that gig because you can't say the F word. You can't smoke weed. No, you you have to. Those are my two favorite things. Play the party line. But Seth Meyers is great. It's also Maggie Smith's birthday. He's okay. Who's Maggie Smith? Maggie Smith, like the grand dame of, of English acting. She's in everything. She's been old for 60 years. Okay. But but go oh, yeah. back okay, and watch yeah. some of her stuff when she was young. She was a hottie, right? Of course. Yeah. They all were when they yeah. started young. Yeah. Maggie Smith is amazing. She's the um, mother-in-law on Downton Abbey. Uh, and Woodrow Wilson. And tomorrow, um, Andrew Johnson, who uh, uh, it's a good time for a correction. Uh, I said Andrew Jackson was the president who got impeached the other day. And I was wrong. And it was Andrew Johnson, okay, one of the other great Andrew presidents. Uh, so, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Drew Jackson. You never got impeached. And uh, uh, F you, Drew Johnson. You deserved it. You think they're called Drew and not Andy? Uh, I call all Andrews Drew. I didn't even know that's where that name came from. Yeah, just like I call all Roberts Bob. I don't care if their name. I don't. But care. what if what if people call you Jim? Do you like that? I don't care. Jim boy, Jim, Jimmy Bob don't care, boy. Don't care, don't care. I know what they're saying. I know they're talking about me. If it has like you know, if it's if it's anywhere near, if it's Jimmy or Joey, like, Jim, Joe. Um, like I used to work with uh, people who spoke a lot of Spanish, and they would call me Jamie. You know? Jamie. Oh, like Jaime? Uh, not really. They'd call me like Jamie. 
for yeah. some reason. And they, you know, they, well, they couldn't James. say it's Jimmy. Well, it's James. It's all from the same. Yeah, they may have been trying to say James and just saying a soft S or something like mm-hmm. that, you know. But um, yeah, that's interesting, huh? It's Sienna Miller's <laughs> birthday and Joe Maggianello's birthday. <laughs> Yeah, and it's, uh, oh, uh, Jude Law tomorrow, 47. A lot of handsome people. You know, Well, that's funny, Sierra Mil- Sienna Miller and Jude Law's birthday on the same day, because they've done movies together. Uh, Too he, much celebrity stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, as usual, I'm going to take the last few minutes of this segment to threaten to cut this segment. <laughs> Wait, I can use this time to talk about the 25 used ways to use leftover ham. Put it with mustard and put it with mushrooms um, and bechamel sauce and make crepes. Okay, I got one for Dice you. Dice ham, add pickles, ground mustard, and mayonnaise for a ham salad. Uh, okay, I'm in. Um, what about pineapple and ham on I pizza? Mean, this is pointless because this Putting is pork. Putting it in lentil so I'm soup. In. Like there's not, a, there's no way you're gonna make fuck a Denver up pork for omelet me. with peppers, onions, cheese, and ham. Okay. Just add it to chicken broth with carrot, celery, and onions, and and simmer. That's a ribolletta soup. Oh, I got two. Okay, I got two right now. Okay, first of all, the split pea soup, and put the whole peas in it, right? Do the split pea soup, and then dump, 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 whole peas. Canned, bam, bam. You love canned vegetables, don't you? You know, they're great. Um, Also, also, last night, burrito, you know? Ham and egg burrito. You get that big ham shank, you can do this with turkey, too, if you're brave. You're making me hungry. You're always hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Ham and grilled cheese. Uh, okay. I'll, like I said, this is all pork based, so I'm down. You know what we have here? Plenty of nothing. You mean this is not a gag just for my benefit? And now, the LAAF podcast presents Today in History. Happy birthday, Iowa! Admitted in 1846 in the 29th state of the Union. Wouldn't that be crazy to live in a country that only had 30 states or 29 states? Uh, well, th- that seems like a lot. You I mean, probably wouldn't know there were ever going to be any more. If, we, if you were sitting Wasn't Louisiana going, like huge? I'm from the United States. There's 29 states in our union. And somebody said, you know what? In 100 years or so, there will be 50. What do we got? 50? 50 49? and Puerto Rico. Right. Okay. Right. 50. Why yeah. isn't Puerto Rico just one of them? I guess they're more special. Uh, they're, they're a whole they have country. A, there's a big movement to get statehood for Puerto Rico. Yeah. Also, Washington, D.C. is not a state. That's the, right, sort of the right. same same beef. You That's know? a small little area, though. Yeah, there's Most some, people in D.C. live in Virginia. Yeah, there's some funky kinetics with that because like, they'll have some more votes in the Senate if they do that. And right. so, like, certain well, that's fine. It can be its own separate it. thing. Yeah, yeah. They're almost guaranteed to be Democratic votes if they get them. Ooh, well, then maybe it would be good. (laughs) Blue, blue. My blue dog friend over here is really digging that idea. In 1065, Westminster Abbey in London was consecrated. It's an old-fashioned abbey. Maybe we'll see it one day. What's consecrated mean? You know, uh, this fancy guy on the horse um, with the Pope hat, you know, put his wand upon the... The, the I don't get church any of that and Catholic blessed stuff, it with man. the altar. You might smoke. as well. Like, why don't you just be on a pentac? What do you call the star thing? Why don't you just be naked a with pentacle. some hippie chicks on a pentacle star in the middle of the forest with like a fire doing a crazy dance? 
as be doing all that Catholic stuff. Like it looks exactly the same to me. No, there's women allowed in that though, and there's no women allowed in the Catholic Church. So we can't have the one with women. But <laughs> they don't get the fancy. Yeah, as long as gold, you don't. Yeah, as long cathedrals. as you, as long as you don't allow women, you can be a legit religion. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, too true. Yeah, as long as you shit on women. It's true. No, <laughs> and honestly, gay people, you could be a totally legit religion. Well, it's just the whole patriarchy because what I noticed when I was a Wiccan is that I'm meeting with these small groups of women in someone's living room. And the whole time we're like doing our circle and sharing our feelings and like passing a sacred stone and having our little, you know, ceremonies. Uh, yeah, we're in I've someone's living times. room. No one knows where we are. It's still kind of private. It's still kind of hush-hush. Everyone's still afraid they're going to be burned for being a witch. And I'm like... These patriarchal religions have these enormous abbeys and cathedrals and temples and churches with all this money, and then they don't even pay taxes on that. And women are, these women faiths are stuck literally meeting in the woods, which is fine, or in someone's living room with no budget. There are no goddess temples. There's only one that I know of in, um, in England, the goddess temple in Glastonbury. Y'all should check it out. On December 28, 1895, the world's first commercial movie screening takes place at the Grand Café in Paris. The film was made by Louis and Auguste Lumière, the two French brothers who Ooh, developed Lumiere, the first... Ooh, Lumière, like, like, um, like Beauty and the Beast. Uh, yeah, yeah, just like that. Uh, uh, two French brothers who developed a camera projector called the cinema... Ooh, boy. The cinematographe. <laughs> the, the cinematograph. Hey. hey, the Lumiere brothers unveiled their invention to the public in March 1985. You can watch these films. I watched these uh, also in my silly film school. Um, uh, they're pretty cool. They're just, you know, slice of life. Like, you know, uh, there's no production value. There's no acting. It's just, you know, a film of a French street. And that was like the very first film ever showed. Uh, sir, there's uh, other... Similar inventions had been developed previously in Austria uh, and Belgium by uh, two different scientists at once. But this was, yeah, but this was the first time actual photographs had been, you know, broadcast and uh, made a first, uh, you know, moving. So that's why we have any work at all. Yeah, that's why we're getting unemployment because we get unemployment. Thanks, Lumiere boys. Theater and film industry. Thank God. Um, In 1860, Harriet Tubman arrived. Arrived. In 1860, Harriet Tubman arrives in Auburn, New York on her last mission to free slaves, having evaded capture for eight years on the Underground Railroad. I mean, she went up and down so many times. That's why she's such a heroine. She didn't have to go back once she had gotten free and gotten to the eastern states, but she kept going back. Yeah. I mean, I'm of of course skeptical about the accuracy of the recent movie about her life, but it was a great movie. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I cried at the end. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, 1981, December 28th, the first American test tube baby was born. I don't even... That person would be like as old as us. Well, yeah. Isn't that just artificial insemination type stuff? Hey, what's up, bruh? If anything terrible happens, the blood is on your hands. Yay, go team! Finally, soccer, football, ping pong, all the sports, all the sports, ribbon twirling that you need to know, and everything that you need to know about sports is coming up next in this segment on LAAF Podcast. Sports news that anyone will ever need, ever. 
Um, I was going to talk about um, some places in Los Angeles, like Rodeo Drive. You ever been there? Somebody else's impressions. Hashed up for lazy people. Uh, yeah. The, uh, Rodeo oh. Drive. It's in Beverly Hills. Okay. It's just a bunch of fancy stores. They've made it look like it's like an old European street cobblestone yeah. and stuff like that. It's very overpriced and very touristy if you go there. It's probably a little more deserted now. There's a 16 square block area known as the Golden Triangle in Beverly Hills and Rodeo Drive is in there. Like I remember when um, I was a tourist from Connecticut, we flew over for our chorus trip to Los Angeles. I'd never been here. I remember seeing palm trees. We went to Rodeo Drive where we drank, we got someone to buy us vodka and like drank it in the corner. And as the Santa Monica Pier, that's like what you visit. But Rodeo Drive, it's just, I don't know. It's kind of cheesy. I shot a film there, so that was cool. The actual drive itself looks real cool and it's real fancy. Um, but around that area, uh, and I got Don't to- park anywhere in Beverly Hills, eh? Oh, God. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a nightmare. I mean, and be careful on those cameras. You can cam- cost yourself a lot of money. The first year I was here, I got a, a red light camera ticket in Beverly Hills because I was. I, there's this thing in LA where <laughs> if you're going to turn left, you know how in normal small towns, if, if it's yellow light, you stop. Well, in LA, if it's a yellow light, you advance forward, you put your left blinker on and you go left if you have to go left. It's the only <clears throat> method by which you can make a left if turn. If you don't go on a yellow slash red You'll light. You'll be asked out and sitting in the middle of the intersection and killed by a truck. And people are beeping behind you and stuff. Like, it's just, you know, there's so much traffic that everyone knows just go on the yellow and the other people will wait for you. So I tried to do that on an unfamiliar intersection in Beverly Hills. I get halfway out. I'm about to turn left. And then I see a sign that says you can't turn left. So I don't know what to do. So I run the red light because I have to go straight because I have nowhere else to go. Yeah. They caught me on camera. The thing with on camera tickets is that the no police officer has to be present and also any police officer can take that money and so i go to the beverly hills courthouse to pay for it and it's just all these like normal people like all all diverse and like different income levels and we're all standing in line at the beverly hills courthouse which is super fancy fancy and And the city of beverly hills is just taking all our money and none of us can afford to live there we were just passing through on the way to work you know but got caught by a stupid camera ticket. Well, here's some stuff that they spend your money on. Um, if you'll, I'll, I'll post some of this. Uh, I'm, I'm hitting download on some of these images right now because this is some of the public art in uh, Beverly Hills. And I don't have like a good... We live in Pasadena, so we're going to diss on Beverly Hills. Well, I just, this particular, <laughs> this particular public art, um, I, 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 I don't understand and I'll never understand. Okay. Like, so you're going to post some pictures of yeah, the, but, the but public just, art in Beverly but Just Hills. go to Google and just Google Beverly Hills public art and you'll instantly see exactly what I'm talking about because some so of this stuff. So my poor ass paid for this? Yes. With a you ticket? paid for this. You paid for this. And I was saying, uh, the other day to my colleague, this looks like art that was made by rich people for rich people. It is so bad, you know. Not that there's oh, not a good piece. Not this, that, these fake, big fake Dr. Seuss flowers. Yeah, and the red thing. I, one of the third. It's a flower, it, I think. No, it's not. It's it's some kind. It, the red thing is is it's the first picture I'll post on the LAAF podcast. It's modern page. art for sure. So it's a big square and squiggles. It is horrible. 
It's horrible. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the one that's a thing... skin-colored like thread running up and down. It's just so pointless. Mm. I gotta save this one. This one's going. Okay, on Mr. The Radio, page. you better post these pictures. Yes, I promise I will do it right afterwards. The they might be the cover do, image of the of the show today. Um, that's... one of the first things I did when I lived so in LA glad you was this up. hire a female photographer and just walk around Beverly Hills, just go into the neighborhoods because it's lined with palm trees and there's tropical flowers and people are so rich that we just went in front of people's houses and like took photographs yeah. because it's got tropical flowers and this beautiful Oh, I think Beverly look, Hills is so. used to that. I mean, the, the people go you can go drive by the public park adjacent the city center yeah. anytime. I forget what street that is, um, but there's all just a mass of tourists taking selfies right there because there's so many great backdrops and there's fancy houses in the backdrop. <laughs> That's just Beverly right Drive, I believe. Beverly Boulevard. Yeah. On January 3rd, I'll be talking to Steve uh, Rubin. I'll be having him on the show. Uh, so I guess whatever our next air date is after January 3rd is when that interview uh, will be. But yeah, a few cool. That's it- the 4th. So uh, yeah, listen for that on Monday, January 4th. Yeah. And so then on the 6th, I'll have my uh, my my piece with uh, the Life Radio show uh, with Don over there on the live radio show. It's a radio show out of Ohio. He's been doing it for six years, and so he's also making That's it a podcast. That's long for podcasting. Oh, I see. Uh, he's an actual radio guy. Actual radio guy, yeah. Um, and, uh, just and voice actors. And comic and poet, which there's not enough of these days. Like, when has there been one of those since Shel Silverstein? Bring it on back, everybody. Comedic <laughs> poetry, totally. Yeah, we need more. We need um, more poetry. We should do a poetry corner in this podcast. So looking forward to the next week of LAAF Podcast. Follow us on the things. And if you can, kick us a buck a month on the patreon.com slash LAAF because it's cool. That's how we've been able to do the show. And uh, we love it. And we're doing it again. Yeah, head over to the LAAF Podcast uh, Facebook page. We've posted some unboxing videos, the one from the last episode, and we're going to do a live show on Christmas Eve. I mean, um, what 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 time of day is it? What day is it? What season? That night. We'll definitely uh, just, New Year's Eve. Yeah, we'll definitely be on air at midnight, so just check uh, in with us instead of boring us old uh, Times Square where nothing will be happening. Do you think they're going to drop the ball? You're, you're going to sing all the long scene, right? Old Lang Syne, yeah. Old Long Scene. A long time ago. I'm so sorry I said that. So many windmills, so little time. <laughs>